talking with Springfield School Superintendent Jennifer Gill. And Superintendent, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the return to school in a remote environment, I know a lot of people are wondering how you're doing after your recent uh, COVID uh, diagnosis. Well, thank you for asking, Jim. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been a long couple of weeks, but uh, I'm doing better. I've been released from my isolation time, and I'm just uh, trying to still kick a little bit of a cough, um, but I'm feeling so much better. It was really the, the fatigue and the cough that got me down. Are you back in the office now? Uh, I am not yet, but I will be um, in the coming days. Right now, I'm just, you know, wanting to be as symptom-free as I can. And so as I kind of continue to let my body heal from the cough, I'm just taking it easy and working remotely at this time. And not to pry too much on it, but you you had this happen at a time when I know you had your hands incredibly full, as did everybody in the district trying to prepare for the start of school. How were you able to keep up with all of the demands on your time and your attention while you were battling uh, what what, uh, certainly is not a a fun situation to be in? Right. Well, you know, I, 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 uh, I have a great family system around me, but I also have a great family system around me and everybody really jumped up and, and helped uh, get through. I, I was able to continue to work most days. Um, I did not have a case that, you know, made me, you know, be bedridden or anything of that nature, but I, I did have a lot of fatigue. So of an afternoon, you know, I would need to, to rest and make sure that I was taking care of myself. And, and you know, really when you, when you have a forced quarantine or forced isolation like, like I did, it, it forces you to to stay home and make sure that you're taking care of yourselves. I, you know, I made sure that I kept hydrated and, and followed all of the rules that uh, my doctor and, and, of course, the county health department had told me to do. So I just can't say enough for those that, that have this happen to them is, you know, take care of yourself and make sure that you follow all the rules that they uh, suggest for you. I think that I don't think there's any one COVID case that acts exactly the same. Uh, so I think it's just up to each individual person to, you know, kind of deal with the symptoms that they have. But um, I did try to take it easy. Um, however, it was hard to completely uh, go hands off. I was on a lot of Zooms and able to do that from home. So uh, remote working has become a lot you know, easier this, in this day and age. We've gotten used to it. Well, we're certainly glad to hear that you're feeling better. Uh, if I could ask, uh, have you had reports of other cases impacting district personnel. I know everyone is is learning remotely, but you've obviously got to have teachers and administrators to keep things going. Have we seen I- issues of uh, of sickness impacting other district employees? We've had it. We've had a few. Uh, nothing, you know, no large spread, um, you know, cases that that we know of, um, and that we, we're really keeping an eye on it. And we ask people to reach out to us. We have a very set uh, protocol that we follow. When we hear about uh, somebody who has either tested positive or is maybe a close contact to somebody who has tested positive, we've had many of those and many, uh, most of them have turned out to be just fine in the end. Um, but the contact tracing that the city uh, or the county uh, does, same County Health Department does, is very thorough. So we are oftentimes getting uh, information about people who may have been a, a close contact to a positive case. So we follow all of the protocols that have been put in place and making sure that we have people uh, stay off work until they, they do have their test results. And then if they are positive, making sure that they follow the same protocols that I followed. 
Um, and we do have our deep cleaning team that has been um, uh, active in, in these cases so that we can clean down our buildings and make sure that we're disinfecting them and following all the protocols that we need to follow. Even though students are learning remotely, are most teachers still coming into school buildings or are most of them working from home or a mix of both? Uh, we definitely have a mix of both. I would say the people are predominantly working from home. We do have some uh, teachers who have chosen to go in and teach from their classroom uh, remotely so that they can have all of their materials at their fingertips and, and kind of feel like they're in a school setting. Um, and we're certainly allowing that to happen. We do ask that they follow all of the protocols with, you know, wearing a face mask and maintaining social distancing. We ask that they just kind of go to their classrooms and shut the door and, and really, you know, maintain that social distance from uh, the other educators in the building who may be doing so. Uh, but we have many teachers who are staying home as well, and, and many of them have, have their own children who are doing remote learning. So uh, we're, it, we really do see a mixture of both at this time. Well, I, I know it's still early in this process. You had a sort of orientation for students yesterday and today, uh, remote learning really kind of beginning in earnest. Uh, any reports on, on how it's going so far from the, the technical end of it? Is it running smoothly? Have there been glitches? How, how's it all playing out? Well, you know, we with any with any large rollout that it has technology at its forefront, you're going to have a few glitches. But I made some calls this morning, uh, made sure that I uh, talked with our technology director uh, and Steve Mintz. I can't thank him enough for all of the work that he and his crew have done to make sure that we're to the place we are today. And they everybody is very uh, confident that things are rolling forward. Of course, we've had a few. Uh, technical glitches here and there, a Zoom link that maybe didn't work or, um, you know, a password that didn't work for some families. But those are going to be expected at this point in time. We have, you know, our principals and our uh, school-based uh, individuals are really, you know, working to help through and work through any problems that families or teachers may be having. And our tech department, of course, is there and, and willing to help at a moment's notice. So for right now, we feel things are going about as good as we can expect, and we know that every single day will get smoother with the process. Uh, we just can't thank families enough for having the patience with us to make sure that we're rolling out this uh, the right way and, and making sure that we're doing things um, great for kids while we're online. I know you've been working over the last couple of weeks to make sure that students have devices. Uh, connectivity has been an ongoing issue. How confident are you that every student in the district has what they need technology-wise to fully participate in remote learning? Well, the, the good thing is that if they still have not picked up a device, we have that device assigned to them and ready to go at their school. So if a student has not yet gotten a device from us, uh, they, they should call their school immediately and uh, make plans to go pick that up um, because we planned for every child in the district to have a device, whether it was a Chromebook in our middle and, and high schools or an iPad at our elementary schools, we, you know, our goal was to have a device for every child so that the device itself was not the barrier. Um, connectivity, we did work hard to pass out hotspots uh, last Friday and continued yesterday. Uh, we have given those hotspots to the individual schools now uh, for those families who have indicated that they needed to have some connectivity um, assistance. And so they should call their, their own child's school and talk to them about getting a hotspot if they have not yet done so. 
Um, and that's we're trying to bridge every gap we can for families and connectivity. Uh, we know that these programs take a lot of bandwidth, and we realize that families may feel that that drain on their on their internet service. And we want to do anything we can to help uh, minimize that. Do you have any sense as to how many students have not yet obtained those devices or might need hotspots that don't have them? Can you quantify that that number? We, um, you know, I, I don't have the exact number to give you right at this moment, Jim, but I can tell you that we had some schools that have 100% of their devices out. Um, I know McLernan Elementary, for instance, 100% of their devices are in the hands of students. Um, I know Sandberg Elementary was the same yesterday. I know uh, Southeast had given out 1,065 as of Friday. Uh, devices and gotten them into students' hands. So I'm confident that the devices are being, you know, given out regularly and that we have a lot of our families, the majority of our families have the devices that they need at this point in time. I was talking to the principal at Owen Marsh today, and I think they had connected with every single student yesterday, other than 22 of those students um, at our school. So that's over 250 students had checked in, logged in, uh, their technology was working, and they were ready for learning today, and they were individually calling those other students who had not uh, connected yesterday. So we have some, some great work going on out in our schools to make sure that our families are, are um, having a contact from the school if they hadn't yet uh, picked up a device or hadn't yet uh, connected with the school. Talking with Springfield School Superintendent Jennifer Gill as remote learning is now underway in District 186. Uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, we'd gotten an update on uh, enrollment registration uh, that there were still several hundred students that you were expecting would be in the district that had not yet registered at that point. Uh, what does that stand now uh, as far as uh, overall enrollment? Uh, are you seeing as many students as you were anticipating? Have some families opted out this year because of the unusual environment? Where, where are we with that? Uh, we have not uh, had ex expansive numbers of drops or anything like that, if that's what you're referring to. We are uh, the enrollment figures that we um, actually have been talking about have, have, have held steady and actually talked to a couple principals today that we're still enrolling students today, uh, students who are new to our community or maybe new to kindergarten and just had not gotten enrolled for whichever reason. Uh, so we were still enrolling students this morning um, at many of our schools. So uh, that's usual for us this time of year. And we um, actually were happy to see them and happy to get them set up and get them a device and get them, uh, get them logged into the system as well. So uh, we have not uh, seen any big drop of numbers, if that's, you know, what your question is. So can can you say what the, the census is for uh, the first day of school this year compared to, to last year? Are the numbers about the same as they were a year ago? Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to default to when I get my actual numbers close, closer to the end of the day today for enrollment uh, to make an actual statement. But yes, I mean, I can say that where we were last week and where we figured we would start the school year was similar to where we were last year. Um, and so we'll be able to give you some some good enrollment figures here in the coming days. We've talked about how students are coping with this and families, but how about teachers? I, you know, I've seen anecdotally some of the social media traffic about uh, this is, you know, a, a lot of additional work to prepare for this remote learning environment. Uh, how are teachers coping with all of this and particularly with uh, uh, unfamiliar technology and not being face-to-face -face in classrooms with their students? 
You know, I definitely imagine that the majority of teachers would say that it is for sure stressful uh, to to be in this environment, but I think it's a, a change of stress. Um, and the, the beginning of the school year is always, you know, a lot of work, gearing up, uh, getting getting prepared for your classroom, uh, you know, making sure that everything's set up and you had everything organized for that first day of school and that excitement that you have and welcoming back the students. I know that I talked to a lot of teachers yesterday who were, you know, just excited to see their students' face, even if it was through Zoom. Um, making sure that they were ready for this uh, coming school year was different uh, for sure. And I really, if there's anything I want people in the community to hear, it is my gratitude for teachers being able to, um, you know, take on not only the crisis that our world is feeling right now, but also uh, taking time to really plan their classrooms different and plan their instruction differently uh, for this new school year and to really make it work for their students is, is a noble job and one that I am so proud of, uh, the results that I've seen, um, you know, coming out of our teachers, whether it's those that, that uh, have a, a regular ed classroom or those that, that teach our special needs students and are really having to turn on a dime and, and think differently about how they serve their students. Uh, they've done a lot of work in a short amount of time to really rethink how they, how they do uh, their jobs. So we are very appreciative of them and, and very, um, it's a pride point really for a superintendent um, being a teacher myself at the court and know the amount of work that they put into this and the amount of, of um, joy that the students are going to feel when they get to be, see the other sides of the fruits of their labor. The goal, obviously, is to get students back into classrooms at some point, either this semester or sometime wow. in the school year. As it stands right now, can you say how likely that is and, and what kind of progress have, have you made in working out the memorandum of understanding with the teachers union to be able to eventually move back into a classroom environment? Well, at, I mean, we have, we've been at the table for a while now to make sure that we have all of those, um, you know, pieces hammered out with the, with the teachers union. And, and it's been very cordial and, and good conversations back and forth and just really trying to think through all of the issues um, and all of the caveats of, of what it will look like to come back into a, a hybrid environment. Um, but right now, we really can't say, uh, you know, for, for any, with any certainty exactly what it will look like or when that might be able to happen. We do know that the Board of Education has, has uh, voted on staying uh, remote through the end of the first quarter and that we'll have um, that first board meeting in October, obviously want to look at the data and see how our community is doing in terms of our, our community spread and the metrics that we're seeing. So at this point in time, we can't say for sure when that might happen, but being prepared for it has been a goal of mine from the onset, making sure we're prepared for remote as well as being prepared for hybrid was very important, uh, making sure that we have all of uh, the, the pieces thought out. So that's where we've been. and. And uh, it's been a good practice to work alongside our teachers to help make sure we've thought of everything. Do you anticipate that you'll be able to have that memo of understanding ready to go by that uh, October meeting when you decide whether or not you can proceed with the uh, the hybrid model in the second quarter? Oh, yes, I believe so. Uh, and there was talk about bringing back some smaller groups or maybe students with IEPs even before the, the return to full hybrid uh, education uh, where does that stand, and how quickly might that be implemented? Well, you know, it was a, it was important for us to put that in there, knowing that some of our our learners may need 
um, more structure and more support. Um, and, and we just want to make sure that we're ready for any inevitability. Um, but for right now, I think we're just focused on making sure that we start the school year this week with remote, make sure that we have all of the pieces of the puzzle put together for this structure, and then uh, really think about our, our next steps as we, as we move forward here. I think that um, things will become clear of, of what our needs are. Um, in short order, and so that's kind of where we are right now. Is just let's get this week uh, off on off on a good start, and uh, kind of see how we go um, into next week. Then, Superintendent Jennifer Gill, really appreciate your time. Thanks.